estimation on Melchizedek. Some of you have never heard the preaching on Melchizedek. He is very important. Yes. Next verse, please. Verse 7. Yet it is beyond all contradiction that it is the lesser person who is blessed by the greater one. Right? You would think that Abraham was greater, the greatest. So he should be the one blessing. Guys, you have to understand if you keep reading about Abraham, Abraham could do no wrong in the eyes of God. Abraham literally lied that his wife was his sister. He lied to this poor king. And this poor king took the wife in thinking that, okay, it's Abraham's sister. And God came after the king. He said, you are a dead man. If you do not return that woman to Abraham, you are a dead man. I want you guys to understand who Abraham is. He left everything to walk with God. He made covenants with God. Abraham was the one man who would stand outside and count the stars. He would count the sand on the seashore. He would see generations of people becoming blessed people because of his obedience. He would see all of that when he had not even one child. Wow. Abraham was not an ordinary person. He possessed a blessing. We are known for the blessings of Abraham, yet Melchizedek was the one blessing Abraham. How come we are not talking about Melchizedek? People don't know about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Melchizedek confirmed the good news and the promise of God's righteousness upon Abraham. Like I said, Abraham could do no wrong. So the king of righteousness, the king of peace, mm -hmm. released all that over a righteous son of God. Released all that over a man through whom all the Jews would be blessed. And Jesus Christ would come. We would become partakers of this blessing. So in other cases, we'll be like, okay, it's the senior that blesses the junior. And in this case, it seems like it's the junior blessing the senior. It is not. Melchizedek was the senior. He was of a higher authority. And he was the one blessing Abraham. And Abraham recognized that. Next verse, please. Verse 8. Yes. Furthermore, here in the Levitical priesthood, tithes are received by men who are subject to death. While there, in the case of Melchizedek, they are received by one of whom it is testified that he lives perpetually. Here it is saying that the Levitical priesthood was a priesthood where each one of those priests would pass away and another one would take over and another one would take over. Generations of generations of people leaving to serve in the house of God and dying and then others coming on. But Melchizedek existed before the Levitical order. He did not die. He lives on. He still existed when Jesus Christ came. Jesus came and began to operate under the Melchizedian order. If there's anything like that. <laughs> I totally understand. Because Jesus Christ lives forever. Yes, he died, but he rose again after three days. So yeah. he's living forever. So what Jesus Christ came to do, it had to be established through Melchizedek because of the 
everlasting authority upon which Melchizedek carries. All of heaven recognizes this powerful being. He existed before time began. He still exists now. And guess what? Your father Abraham met him. And when he met him, he didn't blink. He knew that he had to tie to this being. No father, no mother. No successor, no predecessor. Next verse, please. Um, nine, a person might even say that Levi, the father of the priestly tribe himself, who received tithes, the tenth, paid tithes through Abraham. Okay. Levi came generations after Abraham. Right? The sons of Abraham. Who knows? Who can list the sons of Abraham? <laughs> Levi, can you list the sons of Abraham? <laughs> There's 12 of them. I want us to assimilate. Scripture says here that Levi was paying tithe through to Melchizedek, through Abraham. Read it again, Valerie. A person might even say that Levi, the father of the priestly tribe himself, who received tithes, the tenth, paid tithes through Abraham. Abraham birthed Isaac. Isaac birthed Jacob and Esau. Mm -hmm. Jacob, one of his sons, was Levi. Mm. Okay, Jacob. Okay. Jacob birthed 12 children, 11 boys and one daughter. Okay. Gina. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. The tribes of Israel, they became 12 of them. Joseph had a double inheritance. So... There was a tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim. Mm -hmm. That way, Jacob, or Israel, was the father of 12 sons. Dina was a woman. She didn't have a portion. One of the sons was Levi. And Levi was entrusted with the Levitical priesthood. That's why all this whole Levitical priesthood comes into place. Why is it that we're talking about Melchizedek and the Levitical priesthood will come into place? It's because there was no priesthood at the time. Remember, Abraham was just one man that God pulled out of nowhere. Well, out of Ur of the Chaldeans. But it was to establish his purpose on the earth. This was before Abraham had Isaac. This was before Isaac had Jacob and Esau. This was before Jacob had Levi. How come Levi was paying tithe to Melchizedek at that point? Answer. You have to know the answer to answer. Read Hebrews 7, verse 9 and 10. Okay, Hebrews 7, verse 9 through 10. A person might even say that Levi, the father of the priestly tribe himself, who received tithes, the tenth, paid tithes through Abraham. For he was still in the loins of his forefather Abraham when Melchizedek met him, being Abraham. So, before there was ever an Isaac, a Jacob, before there was ever a Levi, there was Abraham. But that which was in the future, pay tithe to the priest of God. Mm. How is mm. that possible? When Abraham was paying tithe, Levi was in his loins. In his loins. Before Abraham even had his son of promise. So my question now to you is, 
How do you tell me that we are not responsible for the things we did when we were in the loins of our forefathers? Hmm. Is it not the generational thing we are talking about? Look at this amazing preacher show up. <laughs> Thank you, man. Oh, I love it. I just love it. <laughs> what this tells me is while you are getting into those covenants and making those choices, your generations are doing so through you. So that when it's their time to show up on earth, they will harvest it. That's what it tells me, number one. Number two, what it tells me is that God's call on your life does not just start and end with you. God's call on your life involves generations after you. And those generations after you start investing into that call now. Okay, number three. What it tells me also is that we are creating generations that will be custodians of God by the actions we take today. Mm. Number four, what it tells me is that for a destiny to manifest, it was long before determined for any being, any being to manifest, it was long before determined. How do you tell me we're not responsible for the actions we took when we were in the loins of our ancestors? Yeah. When you're told about the courts of heaven, when you're told about the, the issues that come up in the courts of heaven, and you're like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. This is, and you're like, Jesus Christ did everything well. Hebrews was written by Paul who had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. So he's not speaking out of context when he tells you that you are able to do something before you manifest on the earth. Because another question is that, why do you want to separate yourself from an understanding that will deliver you? Mm. Because if your ancestors were involved in making covenants with the devil, you were in their loins making covenants. And so you wonder why you have an attraction to all this Buddhas and all this demonic stuff. You have an attraction to them. You wonder why you are enticed by the Illuminati. Anytime you hear things like Wiccan or casting spells, they entice you. Why do you have an attraction towards that? Mm. You think it just happened? Remember in this case, it was a godly investment. I want to make that very clear. Mm. What God is telling us here through Paul is that a priest came from heaven and Abraham, the blessed one, the anointed one, the man who carried the promise, gave a tenth to this priesthood. Even though he was carrying a priesthood that was not everlasting, before that priesthood ever came to be on the earth, they were already tithing to the priesthood that came from heaven. So that they will now be the ones receiving tithe. They tithe to the priesthood that was established by Melchizedek, the king of Salem, sent from heaven so that they could be the custodians of worship to God as a priest unto God. But they were of the Levitical 
order. We're going to sit inside this revelation. I said, remember, in this case, it is a godly investment. You also partook, just so that you don't feel that, oh, all those witchcrafts my grandparents did, I did it too. I don't want you to be that frustrated because what we're talking about here is a godly investment. So I want to encourage you that you might also have partook in a godly activity that should establish you as a priest before God today. A Levitical priesthood came to be because Father Abraham tithed to Melchizedek and that entire priesthood had already tithed through their father Abraham. Because Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Yes. Before they ever came to be. Before Abraham ever had the opportunity to have a son. Mm. God clearly mm -hmm. stated that this will be a year of entering into our divine heritage. So I want to encourage you that you are not alone when you make these choices. I want you to understand that there's generations coming into agreement with you to establish their God-given destiny. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with him. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you, go for it, go grab your copy, please grab your copy, tell me about it, tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life, tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.